Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We do not get energy, we generate energy. Oftentimes, it takes more energy to start the reaction than to sustain the reaction. So what comes to my mind with this is going through the motions. Now, no one wants to live a life of only going through the motions. We want to be inspired. We want to live a life of passion, passion that is driven by purpose, surrounded by like-minded people who inspire us to live our best lives. And yes, this is ideal. And under ideal circumstances, this can be made to be real. However, there are days, weeks, maybe even months, that we aren't feeling inspired to do much of anything. Maybe these past five months have been filled with days lacking inspiration. For you and or your child. I think the secret is that when you don't feel like it, you decide that even though you don't feel like it, you're going to go through the motions. You will go through the motions of getting up at a decent time, going outside, eating healthy, moving, exercising, being social, learning, and loving. There are some people that decide that even on their off days, they're going to go through the motions. Meaning, they're going to do the things that are good for them even when they don't feel like doing them. Why? Well, for two reasons. Firstly, at the intersection of First and Main, because they know that human beings usually don't get energy. We generate energy. Sitting and waiting to be hit by a bolt of energy or intensity or, or inspiration will usually result in a lot of sitting and waiting. Highly productive people, they don't sit and wait. They move. They do. They go through the motions until the movements generate the energy. This is how human beings work, and it's true of chemistry. It's called initiation energy. Often it takes more energy to start the reaction than to sustain it. It's an important reminder for all of us. This is how we work as well. My mom, she was well aware of this phenomena. And she used it in a way that I call the call me at lunch trick. So this is how the trick went. Most mornings, I would wake up and not want to go to school. Shocking. I know. I, I was tired and I was avoidant. So I would explain that I was sick, usually some form of uh, uh, stomach issues, but I would often have to mix up the symptoms to, to hopefully be more convincing. And every time I would do this, my mom would tell me some form, some rendition of, oh no, sweetheart, I'm so sorry to hear that you're not feeling well. Unfortunately, I have this really important meeting this morning and I have to be at it. I really would love to stay here with you and take care of you, but I need to be at this meeting. But here's the deal. If you still feel really sick at lunch, you call me. Please call me. And I will rush over to your school 
and come and pick you up. It worked every time. I never called home. She knew the secret of initiation energy. Task initiation. She knew that once I got out of bed, showered, ate a good breakfast, took the bus, arrived at school, saw my friends, moved around, and was close to recess after lunch, that I wasn't going to want to come home. I usually just forgot to call. There was no call. And looking back, I'm a bit embarrassed that this worked like 100% of the time. I wasn't the smartest little guy, so I never quite picked up on the trick. My mom, she knew the importance of showing up. Showing up. That, that allows me to, to, uh, to say the Brene Brown quote. Sometimes the bravest and most important thing you can do is just show up. End of quote. I think over the past few months, many of us are finding out just how much of our motivation was extrinsic or is extrinsic. Much of the extrinsic or external motivation has been taken away by this pandemic. For example, why should I exercise? No one's going to notice that I put on a few pounds. There's no pool parties that I need to get ready for. And why would I keep my place clean? We aren't having house guests anytime soon. For many people, including our young people, why would I take a shower, do that whole personal hygiene thing? No one other than my family's going to notice. The movements, these movements that I'm recommending that we, that we go through, they were more built in and plentiful pre-pandemic. Our kids went to school. They had practice. They had clubs. There were barbecues, get-togethers, parties. They had camps to attend. There were just way more errands to run. But much of the reasons to move have been removed. The reasons to move, for the most part, are no longer required. There's a strong feeling or approach, attitude from many of, what's the point? Well, there's still a point. I'm here to tell you, a big one, but it's an unfamiliar one to many. The point of the movements is because they're good for you. Like veggies, like vegetables. Remember that one? I don't think that explanation uh, uh, will work. But yeah, remember that one. Why do I need to eat my vegetables? Well, because they're good for you. Well, just as that realization was a difficult one, so is the realization that going through the motions is good for you. What seems to be winning out is an attitude of lethargy and apathy in the form of, I don't feel like it, or what's the point, or no one will know, and I'm not required to. For our youth and many adults, the reasons for effort are usually requirements. Well, what would you do if you were not required to do anything? No. Someone's response might be, well, I would do nothing. Absolutely nothing. I would just relax. Nothing. My response to that is, well, for how long? That sounds like a nice little afternoon, maybe even a weekend, but that's not going to be a sustainable or even enjoyable approach to life when the requirements are reduced or removed. That's the thing, and we all know it. Once we are out and about, we find energy. We don't find it laying in bed 
or staring at our phones or watching just one more episode of The Office on Netflix. Which, by the way, I'm on, I'm on season four. Solid. But back to because of COVID, many of the common movement occurrences of the average day have dwindled or disappeared. So the realization I hope we all get to is, is if they're not required, well then, we must create them. Why? For ourselves, because they're good for us. And for our youth, because it's good for them. We must require these movements of ourselves and our loved ones. For many of you, your children are not being required or allowed to attend school in person this fall. Let's set aside what you think of that and get into the reality of that. Now, what on-site or or, or in-person school required was getting up, getting out of bed. For many, not all, showering and putting on clothes, moving one's body to get to a bus or into a car. Maybe they even walked to school. It required socializing, movement, to school, in between classes, and there was accountability built in. I want to be optimistic. I hope your child's school, if they did go remote, that they're building in socializing, movement, and accountability into their remote learning. But if they don't, it's my belief that it will then be required of you as a parent to put in these expectations or these requirements, whatever you want to call them, for your child. And not spending too much time getting wrapped up in, well, I shouldn't have to do that. I agree, you shouldn't. But that may be the requirement that's plopped into your lap, unfortunately. So I think it's going to be very important for parents to see, to supervise what remote learning looks like in the first week or two so that you have a good idea of how much is being required of your child. And if the requirements are lacking, you're going to need to fill in those areas or those hours. So with any expectation, any requirement, it is best to give your child choices within required categories. And to create categories, I couldn't help myself. So, of course, we have an acronym. The acronym is MOST. So your child can get the most out of remote learning. So here are the the four categories of expectations. So your child can get the most out of their day, their week, their semester. M. M stands for movement. 15 to 20 minutes a day. Now that's the category. Your child gets to pick, select an activity, a movement, a sport that fills that 15 to 20 minute expectation. Every day there has to be movement. Many young people don't like the word exercise. That gets associated with, uh, with, with, with PE or, or athletics. So I like to use that word movement. Because you're a human being, you've got to move every day. The O of most, outside. 20 to 30 minutes of being outside every day. Again, your child gets to select what they would like to do outside. If they want to sit and read a book, cool. If they want to knock out the movement while being outside, they can do that. A little multitasking. Take care of the movement and the outside time at the same time. That could look like exercising in the backyard, going for a walk around the block, 
whatever is available and whatever your child selects that would check that box or those two boxes. The S in most, social. I believe our youth should be socializing with their peers for 30 minutes a day. Many parents may be thinking, like, well, this is easy. I'm thinking my child should be socializing less. But for many young people, especially with all that's going on in this remote learning, there's been an avoidance of socializing with their peers. And I know there are limitations as to how our young people can socialize. I would say whatever's available, make it as close to in-person as possible. What I mean by that is if in-person isn't a possibility, then, then FaceTime, Zoom, where you can see someone on the lower or lowest end of socializing, I would, I would say that would be like just texting. So let's see if we can inch our way closer to that, that higher level of engagement or use of social skills. Okay, so that was the S, 30 minutes of socializing with peers every single day. And the T, task. If your child doesn't like that word, if that sounds too much like a chore, use the word project. But project didn't fit my acronym, as you, as you may have noticed, most. A task, a project, an ongoing task, something that your child is working on, organizing. It could be something, anything, you know, building something, organizing something, starting a business, learning a language, learning an instrument. Anything that requires your child to use their mind and body to complete a task. Ongoing task. And please remember the most important thing about this is that your child comes up with the task or project. It's something they're interested in. Something they're curious about. Something they would like to explore. Something they would like to learn. A skill to be developed. Allow their interests, their curiosities to drive the selection process of finding that task. So in review, if your child's remote learning, hybrid learning or whatever doesn't include movement, outside time, socializing with their peers, or having a project-based task to work on, then I encourage you to have this conversation with your child. Introduce, discuss the importance of these four different categories and allow them to pick something that falls underneath the categories and remind yourselves and share with your kids, we do not get energy, we generate energy. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.